Welcome to The Scoop, the Southern California Underground Utility Partnership, where we talk about everything utilities with industry pros. Hear from the experts about breaking into the industry, learn from their experiences, and get the inside scoop. I'm your host, Ruben Murillo. What's The Scoop? Hello. Today we have special guest Jennifer Gary. Jennifer comes to us from Elsinore Valley Municipal Water District. She is the wastewater superintendent. Hello, Jennifer. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? Good. Welcome. Thanks for taking the time out and uh, doing this for us. Thanks Appreciate for you. Me. Of course, of course. So, Jennifer, let's get right into it. What's the scoop? So, how did you get into the industry and why wastewater? Okay, so originally I wasn't interested in wastewater. I didn't really didn't know anything about wastewater, but I was going to college. I was looking for a new career. I was taking water classes, and I was interested in the water side, the freshwater side of production. And as I, as I was taking classes, you know, some of the teachers were telling me about wastewater. It still wasn't intriguing, and then um, somebody actually said, hey, you know, um, there's an opportunity for um, an unpaid volunteer position where you can get your foot in the door but it's wastewater. Are you down? And I was like, sure. Let me, you know, let me go check it out. Um, I started interning there, and it was awesome. Like it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was kind of hard labor. It was work, but I enjoyed it. And there's like a a side to wastewater that everybody gets all afraid of. Like, yeah. oh, you're working with poop, or mm-hmm. it's so gross. <laughs> Honestly. It, it wasn't anything like that yeah. at all. I mean, the smell didn't bother me. I'm, I've had kids, so, you know, I've changed diapers, and diapers are nothing compared to um, to the smells in the wastewater treatment plant. But it was it was fun work. Um, I got my foot into the in the door, and they um, I did, like, a summer semester there, and they hired me, so I couldn't, I couldn't turn it down. I, you know, I was looking to get into something, but I'm I'm very glad I got into it. Nice. Yeah. So you, you said it was... Where was this at again where they had the oh, unpaid? So, yeah. So it was through um, San Bernardino Valley College. Okay. But I started interning at, um, at San Bernardino Municipal Water District. Yeah. yeah, it was right down the street from the college, so it was pretty close. So it's a program that the college runs through yeah. uh, San Bernardino. Yeah. Well, Elsinore also has that program. It's nice. the OIT program. And basically... What's the OIT? It's operator in training. Nice. Okay. Right. So what it is is a work experience class. Uh-huh. They offer offer um, work experience in different fields, not only wastewater. They do it in um, production side as well as um, lab. The OIT program uh, that's offered in San Bernardino, Elsinore also uh-huh. offers. And so it's just it's just an unpaid um, program. They're working on getting it as a paid program um, where the student comes in and they just learn all the rounds and reads and the duties of a, a wastewater operator. Yeah. Yeah. So like you mentioned, uh, Elsinore does this now for the listeners out there who are interested. Where can they go if, if they wanted to or if somebody was interested in So I know San Jacinto College okay. offers a work experience class. So, um, so does San Bernardino Valley College. And uh, what's required of it is basically taking one wastewater or water class and then also being enrolled in um, a work experience class. And if they are interested in um, getting into that field, of course, they can reach out to me. Uh, they can reach out to Melita. I, I do participate in um, the water sec- sector apprenticeship group. So that's like people that are, uh, you know, recruiting for interns and OITs. Um, so if they're interested in it, just contact either one of those people, nice. myself or Melita. Okay, cool. Melita Caldwell Bettys. 
Nice. And she's works at Mount San Jacinto or with Mount She San works San with both San Bernardino Valley College and Mount San Jacinto. Very cool. So yeah. do you know that um, they have the main campus at Mount San Jacinto and San Jacinto, and then they have the one, uh, the satellite one at Menifee? Do you know it's either one of those places that they're able to I believe it's the main, to, um, the main campus. Where they offer those classes. But I'm not as familiar with um, San Jacinto as I am with San Bernardino. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Well, that's cool. That's that's great that they have something like that, you know. So I wish they had something like that for uh, construction, you know. You know what? Where they put somebody through that, you they, know. And... Honestly, they might. Yeah. You might want to check into that because it's like I said, it's not only um, water and wastewater. They have lab classes. They, I mean, they have welding. They have um, a bunch of classes that that will almost like put you on a job placement volunteer. Yeah. So yeah. Well, cool. Um, so Jennifer, what is a wastewater operator, and what are some responsibilities of a wastewater operator? So basically, a wastewater operator is somebody who operates a system of equipment in order to treat wastewater. Yeah. Um, some of their duties are like inspecting equipment, recording data, collecting and taste, uh, testing wastewater samples. Don't taste the wastewater. Well, I was gonna okay. say, well, how, how far are we from that? <laughs> um, so yes, cleaning and maintaining equipment in the plant, including the tanks, the filters, and general work areas. They're adding and maintaining chemicals that are needed in the treatment process. Mm -hmm. But above all, they're ensuring that we're meeting the permit requirements so that our ultimate goal is achieved, which is protecting public health. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, I, I hear, I've heard this before. I haven't had opportunity to work on either uh, wa water production side or, you know, treatment side for freshwater or wastewater. But, you know, I always hear that like sanctions or uh, restrictions are a lot steeper for, you know, treating wastewater than they are for just your regular freshwater, the stuff that we consume, you know? Well, we got to get rid of the pathogens, like yeah. all the disease causing organisms. We're, we're sending that water out after we treat it into a body of water that that can come in contact with humans yeah. we don't you know we we can't risk that it's and you know it's a yeah, state mandate true. yeah for us to meet certain permit requirements so very cool yeah i was just watching something recently i think it was in india where the the president goes out and he takes a drink from the from the, the river and he's to prove that you know the water wasn't harmful. And then the guy ends up like in in the emergency, like oh super gosh. sick, like in intensive care or something. He knew wild. before he took that drink of yeah. water. That it was yeah, I was thinking, what was he trying to too? sell to yeah, the people? But yeah, it was pretty wild. So um, okay, and again, Jennifer, like I mentioned earlier, you were the wastewater superintendent. Um, could you describe the uh, responsibilities? that you have, you know, that I'm sure that are different than just a regular wastewater operator? Well, um, as a wastewater superintendent, it's expected that I understand that not only the duties of the operator, so everything that they do and everything that the operator does to treat the wastewater, but also expected to um, plan, implement, and maintain standards to ensure that the treatment plant operates efficiently and that our compliance requirements are met. Yeah. Um, so this means that we're maintaining communication with the guys on the field so we know what's going on with our treatment process mm -hmm. and our equipment. We're also responsible for planning for emergency situations. Uh, right now we're going through an upgrades construction project, so I'm involved in those present and future upgrades. Um, and those, those include like attending the planning, the startup, the testing, um, meetings, reviewing MOPs, which are method of procedures, um, monitoring the new equipment functionality. Mm -hmm. Um, and also ensuring that the safety protocols are met throughout the plant, not only with the construction, but with our, um, well, not only with our operators, but with construction as well. Um, all while supervising the day-to-day -day duties and needs of the crews, like yeah. the daily assignments, the yeah. trainings, evaluations, scheduling, stuff like yeah. that. Cool. Um, now, Jen, now can you describe the work environment of a wastewater operator? Like, um, you know, 
Well, and, they're not out there scooping turds from the water. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny because, so when you started, I don't know if you can give some insight, you know, when you first went, oh, you know, yeah, you'll you'll take a, uh, an opportunity, right, to, to get your foot in the door. Now, when you started, were you squim, little squeamish? And Honestly, did you go it didn't like, bother oh, my me. Goodness. It really didn't. There, like, there was there were other guys that um, started at the same time as me, and they would walk in these primary clarifiers where there these huge tanks. Yeah. And it's the beginning of the process, so it smells a little bit more. And they'd be covering their nose. One guy put like earplugs in his nostrils, yeah. and yeah. He, that, I thought that was a bit exaggeration. But yeah. a lot of people can't handle it, it no. you know. To me, it's a mental thing. Yeah. Somebody said it tastes. It smelled like um, menudo. Somebody said it smelled like menudo. So yeah. it's a mental thing. Sometimes, yeah. you know, if you get in your head like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm walking to a tank that's full of a, a million turds yeah. coming out of somebody's body. Yeah. It, it can take a toll on your mental. But if you're walking in there, hey, this is a tank. It has water. There's, you know, some mud at the bottom, and, and you know, I'm stabbing that blanket. It's, it's, it doesn't seem like it's as bad. Yeah. Jen, I'm super upset that you just used that that somebody says that it smelled like menudo because I think you just ruined one of my favorite dishes for Sunday breakfast. So I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to have a bowl again. So off the menu completely. That's funny how you just mentioned. So now, you know, we work close sometimes here with our collections uh, system uh, department and we'll go out and help um you know do uh repairs on 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 their mains and stuff like that so i've been out and i grab i have i keep in my desk uh vicks vapor rub oh my god i know it's but I, I, will, I put a little bit of that, <laughs> that vicks vapor rub before i go out I, we, we went to uh city of canyon lake to go to one of their booster stations for an issue they were having and something that they'd asked for help i show up and i do a little you know rub oh and these guys god. are laughing i'm going you know I want to get away from there is the wet well as soon as we can, you know, I'm going to, I just can't take it. And you again, know what? Just Honestly, not... I, I can't disagree with you. Some of the wet wells, when they have that thick scum blanket, like just yeah. grease. Yeah. I mean, when you cook, say you cook bacon or something on the stove and you have that leftover grease yeah. and when you smell it, when you throw it away, yeah. it smells pretty rank. Yeah. But, um, it, I mean, I understand that. Yeah. That's different than wastewater. Yeah. Wastewater, it, there's only 1% solids in wastewater. So yeah. it's, it's mostly all water. Yeah. Live station on the other hand, scum blankets, I don't know. I, I wouldn't go as far as putting Vicks, you know. I'll try to <laughs> I don't suck know. it up a little bit. I but. just don't want a part of any of it, you know. And again, like I said, if you want to see a guy, a, a, you know, a freshwater guy get, you know, uh, nervous or have see those guys take off running you know you introduce them to any broken sewer <laughs> pipe and it's over you know so it's funny it definitely takes a special kind of person to 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 actively want to go work the, you know on the wastewater <laughs> side so hats off to you guys salute um so what training and education is necessary for the position it depends on the position you're hired in on so mm -hmm. to start off as an oit um, like I said before, you probably need a class, uh, class or two. Um, then to move up to a grade one, you're going to need to pass that grade one test. Same thing with the two, three, four, and five. Of course, you're going to um, you're going to need some um, hours in the field to get that certification. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's where the OIT comes in handy, right? Because right. you get that training. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So without those hours, you you can't get your grade one because um, I think it's. Don't quote me on this. I think it's 1,800 hours that you have to complete oh, wow. on the job training yeah. before you can actually obtain that um, grade one certificate. Yeah. But um, same thing with uh, if you're hired on as a grade two or three, it's going to require um, like a grade three um, yeah. certification from the State Water Resources Control Board. Uh, superintendents are required to have a four. Um, it depend, but it also depends too on the plant size. 
Um, and then, of course, the plant manager, the CPO, is required to have a grade five. But any further education helps. Um, and so right now, uh, you were mentioning certification that you needed for the position. When you say uh, grade four, is that that's the collections, or is that something different than what like like a CWEA? They have the collections. So it's state or, um, state water resources control board, and it's um, so wastewater treatment. So wastewater okay. treatment has its own um, grades one, two, three, four, and five. Okay. Yeah. So if somebody was interested and wanted to 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 take a shot at that, what prerequisites would they need like to to take a um, grade one? For wastewater um, so for the grade one you're going to need to have a high school um, diploma okay um, and and have the 1800 hours to obtain the grade one um, to be a certified OIT you just have to apply for it and have a high school diploma okay yeah. all right so they would just go to the uh, state water resource control board and they find all the information yeah. out there once you get into the higher levels though yeah um, you're there's there's some college credits that need to be um, um, submitted as well um, I'd have to go to the state water resources control board um, website to tell you exactly um, what it is but yeah once you get into the um, threes fours and fives you, you're gonna need some some college yeah yeah okay All right. Well, cool thank you what skills are required for the wastewater operator position um, so you, you've got to have those analytical skills to conduct tests and evaluate the results, whether it be lab samples or troubleshooting equipment. Yeah. Um, math skills to apply to formulas, um, excuse me, math skills to apply formulas to data in order to determine flow levels, chemical dosing and treatment requirements, and um, also mechanical skills to keep the machines running and troubleshoot any issues and sometimes make repairs yeah. if needed. I know we have mechanical maintenance staff and we have electricians and stuff, mm -hmm. but it's always the operator's um, duty to try to diagnose and um, determine what's wrong with a certain piece of equipment before we call on anybody. Before you send out a request. Or right, whatever, yeah. yeah. If we can if we can fix it, it's better that we do it instead of calling in the Calvary, for, yeah. you know, to turn on a button. Yeah. So you guys are all like semi um, uh, chemists, you know, like right. semi. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, especially with the lab tests, um, it's 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 important to get that chemistry class in um, with the biological process to understand the biological process. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so what's the biggest challenge the industry is facing today? Honestly, one of the biggest challenges is the workforce. Wastewater treatment is a 24-7 gig, you know? Yeah. We can't tell people, stop flushing the toilet, stop taking showers. Yeah. That, that wastewater is going to keep coming down the pipe. Um, it doesn't stop. So the operators running these um, wastewater treatment facilities, they have to be properly trained, and they have to hold the right qualifications because it's a state requirement. Um, I'm not sure if you know, but um, water and wastewater treatment are the only jobs in this career field that the state requires they require operators to be certified, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, operators need to be competent in what they uh, in what they're doing. And it's not like you can just come train for a week and you're like star operator. No, it honestly takes about five years to have a really good understanding of wastewater treatment and the biological process. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the older generation of operators right now they're retiring. So finding new operators to replace them can be a huge challenge because you got to, you know, it takes time to train. So um, the succession, that's why succession planning is so important yeah. because people are going to retire, people are going to leave, and, you know, the guy that's the lead operator that's been here 15 years that knows every nook and cranny of the plant, it's, it's hard to replace them. And not only that, but 
a lot of not a lot of people know about this field. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, they think all oh, flush a toilet goes to the ocean. Mm-hmm. So they're not looking to get into a field if they don't even know. Yeah. Um, we're not going to see any wastewater treatment plants manned by robots anytime soon. So, um, so it's good that you're showcasing professions like this mm-hmm. so that people kind of know what to look for. It's it's it is a hidden gem. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And you know, I, yeah, like you just said, I think it's super important. That's that's why I think. Uh, you know, getting the word out there and people, you know, cause you know, I, I again, we, we have, we run into customers all the time and I don't think they understand how like deep, how the, the different facets there are to just water alone. You know, like people think that we just have meter readers and then yeah. when we're out there doing work, you know, we're not a contractor, we work for the district and again, the same with the wastewater. So yeah, I think it's super important, you know, that there's the, the outreach, you know, anywhere we can get it. And like you said, especially now with so many people, uh, you know, on the horizon, ready to retire. So I think it's really good to get the word out there and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, So what is the biggest, what is it, the biggest problem you and your team has solved in the past year? And it doesn't have to be a a problem necessarily. It could be just maybe there there was a a task or a project or maybe something that you guys came together and you guys have figured out or even yourself. well, as I, told, I mentioned earlier, we're going through an expansion. So we're, we're, the facility is um, undergoing a lot of upgrades. And um, with the expansion upgrades, we, ha- we face many challenges staying online and keeping the plant running. Because no matter what, it's going to be coming in. And we, no matter what, we have to maintain our, our compliance measures and discharge clean water, right? So um, a lot of these upgrades, construction projects, require that certain critical equipment get turned off or certain power sources have to be um, turned off. Uh, to replace them or install them and the water quality board requires that we discharge safe water if we lose our equipment or power or ability uh, to continue running um, gets interrupted that's that's a huge challenge so we have to plan and implement bypasses um, or we, we have to run solely off generator like portable generator power which seems pretty easy but when you get into the thick of things and you realize that we have aging infrastructure we have um, old electrical equipment you know these bypasses can be very difficult so operators have to be on site ensuring our equipment stays online and running and then have to respond um, then be prepared to have to respond to emergency situations where things don't go as planned because no matter how much you plan, you know, situations, they can change and it requires you to think fast and on your feet. So I would say one of the biggest um, challenges we have have, uh, had to overcome would be figuring out a way to continue treating the wastewater and discharging safe water through all the challenges of the upgrades construction projects. Replacing the old with the new. Cool. Um, so what has fundamentally changed about your work from when you started until now? I don't know if anything has or that you have. So from when I first started as an, op- as an operator or operator in training, um, the first five years of an operator or being an uh, operator in training, it's a lot more labor intensive. So you're out in the field, you're taking reads, you're um, you know, fixing equipment, you're taking things apart, you're getting down and dirty, you're going into these bases and, and you're in like hip waders and you know, knee deep in crap and you're cleaning. And so it's a lot more uh, labor intensive. Now it's, it's far less physical, but more mental, right? So I'm dependent upon to make decisions that impact the process operation and ultimately our discharge permit. So it's not only you're managing um, other people and it seems like it's not as labor intensive, but it's a lot more mental, mentally draining because, yeah. you know, you always have to be keeping an eye on on what's going on and still having to do your, mm-hmm. your, your 
regular daily duties. So. Yeah. yeah. I totally understand what you're saying. It's funny. You know, I worked in the field for several years. I worked, you know, I did private before I got here, and then I came from the private side, worked here, but I was in the field on the construction crews. And I can tell you when I moved into management or, you know, went moved up into the superintendent position, my sleep has gotten a whole lot better because, I mean, my mind is super <laughs> tired. My body used to be worn out, but I can go home and watch TV and hang out or whatever. It never bothered me. But now after, like, a full day here, if you know, depending on if we got multiple projects going on, I will go home, and the minute I hit that bed, I'm done. Like, my mind is just tired of just, you know, again – Problem solving, troubleshooting, it's just, yeah, right, so definitely right. my sleep has yes. gotten a lot better, you know, I yes. fall asleep so much easier, so uh, a lot of truth what you just said. Jennifer, what do you wish everyone understood about your job? Um, I wish everybody understood um, not only how important it is, but how rewarding wastewater treatment is. Um, we're taking highly contaminated water, you know, full of disease-causing organisms, pathogens, all, you know, poop water, and we're turning it into safe, reusable water. Um, we're keeping the public safe by protecting the environment. You know, all the water that's that's on Earth right now is the only water we've ever had. So when people um, think like Orange County, you know, they do the toilet to tap. Um, oh, that's so gross. I can't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. Like, seriously, right now, this bottle of water that you got right here was once in dinosaur pee. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's, yeah. All, it's all been recycled. And not only that, but only 3% of... Earth's water is fresh water that we can use. Well, three percent is uh, is fresh water. Only one, I think, it's one point two percent of that is actually water Ready that can be used as drinking water. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's incredible. Everything else in the ocean, I know there's like, you know, plans to desalt water and stuff like that, but uh, the rest of it is locked up in glaciers and ice caps. So, Man. you know, humans need water to survive. Mm -hmm. um, without clean water. We, yeah. You know, we'd be that Indian guy drinking from yeah, the, yeah, the river getting yeah, sick. Yeah, And honestly, we're just as important, too, as, like, doctors or police or firefighters. You know, we don't we don't get the recognition. We, it's vital to We really survival. are. So yeah. can we get our own holiday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I won't fight you on that. I'll sign that petition. So, Jen, you just mentioned about Orange County having water. Do we have an estimation, or what do you think, how long till we get to, we'll be drinking our uh, recycled water? Honestly, I see it in the very near future. Yeah. Really. I mean, How look bad at the, the droughts. droughts are. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, well, we'll we'll keep an eye out for that. I don't know <laughs> if I'll look forward to it, but I'll keep an eye out for it. And real quick, the the recycled water that you mentioned right now, where does majority of this the water that you guys are cleaning and treating, where is the majority of this water going? Uh, from from this plant, um, yeah. it goes to Lake Elsinore. Okay. So yeah, this for recreation, it goes right, right down right. the channel here and mm -hmm. back out to the lake. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So, what's the best advice you have for someone looking to get into the career, into this career, or into the industry? do it don't don't hesitate don't think about it just do it and get get into college get your foot in the door even if you say you know college I don't want to go back to school college isn't my thing start start um, volunteering here or I know there's um, the um, what is it called the uh, the interns that they have here yeah they start you know before they come to construction they're they're over here you know doing what they have to do to get their foot in the door yeah. this is a this is like one of the most um, awesome industries that you can be in. Not only does it pay well, yeah. it pays very well, yeah. but it's rewarding. Yeah. And you're doing something for the greater good of the environment. And um, and it, it's also a good field. Well, wastewater treatment uh, is a good field to be in if you want to continue your education, continue learning, because things are always changing. Yeah. Um, so it keeps you sharp. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. just not, you're not like Amazon warehouse worker, like picking on the line, you know, same thing every single day. It, it, every day could be different, and yeah. there could be a new challenge every single month. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Cool. So, Jennifer, is there anything else that you'd like to add, or is there any questions that you would have uh, liked that I had asked you. Anything you want to plug? I, I just want to know when you're going to get over your fear of wastewater. <laughs> <laughs> not having any. Yep, just not built for it. <laughs> Believe me, there, there's there's a funny story. We we uh, we were down at Longhorn in the city of Canyon Lake, and we're working down there. And then we were making a repair on, uh, it was a discharge side, so it was high pressure um, on, on the station. And it's wastewater. It's an untreated water. And so we're, we got six you know, uh, freshwater guys standing around the trench and, you know, we just uncovered the pipes. So we're trying to get a visual on it and see what we're looking at, what, what's leaking. So they fire up the pumps, so they fire up the pumps. And now mind you, there's six guys on one trench, all freshwater guys on the other side of the trench. We got one wastewater guy and this, this pipe, we fire, as we fire the pump up, it sprays straight up. And I mean, it missed us, missed the six of us standing on one side. We get a little, you know, missed on us. We take off running and we're screaming and <laughs> rubbing our faces. And the one guy that was in wastewater stood there, didn't move, didn't He's go like, anywhere. Pansies, where are you he, going? Yeah, we take off running. We're fighting for the water hose. We're trying to clean up and stuff like that. We were, it was funny. We were laughing and he got a bigger kick out of it. And he got the, he got the majority of it. We just got the mist like, from the stream. He got the stream. I mean, hit his face and his chest, and he did not move. He didn't go anywhere. We were running, like I said, fighting over the hose and rinsing off. And I'm like, that is so hilarious. I just, I had, I've tried it, and again, like I said, I, I've made repairs in it plenty of times, and I've worked in it, but just not something that I prefer, and I, I feel like I can do, you know. So you want to know something different? Um, the smell of our, I like the smell of an aeration basin. Like I like the smell of the mist. I don't know. I, you know, it's a bunch of shit cooking. Yeah. But um, it's, you know, it's a tank full of microorganisms and, you know, and, and mixed liquor. But just the smell of it, it, I don't know, maybe I've been working in it so long that it's, like, comforting. Like, I like that smell. Not that I would just go hang out there and, like, sniff it. But, like, yeah. when I smell it, I'm like, all right. Yeah. You know. You know, and it could be true. Like you said, the comfort in what you're used to, right? Because when I first started on, on the water side, right? Because I did dry utilities before I got here. So I never worked on anything live. Well, when I got here... And the first time I go to a, a mainline leak, you know, the streets boiling and the smell of that chlorine and everything, it used yeah. to give me high, a very bad anxiety because I'm going, we got to fix this, you know, and you're looking for valves to shut off and yeah. everything and my, my adrenaline is pumping. And it, I, I didn't like it at first, you know, because I, like I said, I'm dry utilities. There's nothing in our way. It doesn't matter if something breaks. You know, we didn't have anything to worry about. And when I got here, we had to work around that. I, my anxiety levels were high. But then I got to the point where... It, I watched other guys and I was so used to it. I didn't even budge. And now, like, if I go to a theme park or whatever, you just smell that chlorine. puts me, it makes me feel <laughs> super comfortable. Like, puts me right back. You know, at work. So it's funny with the things yeah. that, you know, comfort us. Or you know, I that know we it may find. seem weird to other people, but yeah. you're like, all right, I like this. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, Jennifer. Well, thank you. That concludes the first uh, segment of the uh, podcast. Uh, this second one is called the inside scoop. These are a little bit more lighthearted questions, you know. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to just throw a few of these questions at you, answer them to the best of your ability, and the game is just meant for fun. All right, Jennifer. So what is one of the best things you look forward to hearing at work? Um, that everything's running, running smoothly. Cool. Um, what is one of your least favorite things you don't look forward to hearing when things aren't running smoothly yeah. when our equipment our yeah. you know the equipment's failing you know especially those critical to our process yeah that i'm looking forward to that yeah 
Do you have a daily ritual that is necessary for you to begin your day? I do. So I wake up about 3.50, I drink a cup of coffee, and I hit the gym. I go to the gym every single morning. Then I come in, I'm pumped up, I'm ready to go. That's, I, I have to do that. If I don't, I feel so sluggish before I come to work. I don't feel as motivated. So Yeah. I So I tried that with a couple other guys here. We would wake up and go to the gym, like, you know, for 30 or 5, we'd start going to the gym. Well, there was a... There was a burger joint that was close by, so we ended up all just meeting there regularly. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't go to the gym anymore, oh, wow. and we, we all go to the burger place. Gym's so, burgers. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I pass the gym every day, but, oh, that's cool. Hats off to you. That's really that's really cool. When you are having a bad day, what is one thing you do to make it better? Honestly, coming to work, I, I get in a good mood. Like, I'm naturally always in a good mood. I can't really say, like, I have a bad day. Maybe I have bad moments of the day, yeah. but as soon as I interact with somebody else, you know, somebody that's that's on that level as me, like, a happier level, it I forget all about it. So, yeah. I can't really say, like, a, I have a bad day. You know, I have that's to good. go. Uh, I think that helps on when you like, when you just love what you do and you like where you're at. Yeah, it's, it yeah, does. It's a good sign. Yeah. What is an accomplishment you're most proud of? Being in the position I am right now, you know, um, it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy um, starting in this field. As you know, the majority of um, employees are men. Mm -hmm. So me coming in this field as a woman, a lot of people kind of wanted to baby me, and I didn't want to be babied, you know? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm working shoulder to shoulder with you. Let me get, get in just like you are. And, um, and then coming up, taking tests. I don't like to take tests taking tests, passing them, studying, and finding out that I can do a lot more than I thought I could, um, that's a huge accomplishment, you know? Yeah. Um, and then also as a, coming into a leadership role, it's very difficult because um, especially the, the older generation, when they see a woman in a leadership position, mm -hmm. it's not something that they're accustomed to, so it's very difficult for them to accept and to be able to get direction from, from a female. And um, just facing those challenges because you're never good enough, right? That, no matter if you could be the, the best operator in the world, but because you, you're not only a minority but a female, it, they look at you a little different. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, hats off and kudos to you. Again, just like you said, you're in a position that's predominantly held by men. So for you to be in there doing it and doing it so well, you know, that's really cool. Great, great accomplishment. I heard, I heard this. I don't know if you ever seen it. It was a joke. It's funny. And I don't want to mess this up, but there's a guy – it was a comedian he was talking about you know females and he was said just in general he's all you know why do guys always why do people always say girls are weak he's all like i don't understand he's all girls are fierce you know they're they're more fierce than men they're all also he's all we're the only uh species that that would say this that you know guys would say oh girls are weak he's all but you never you'll never see like a guy at the beach you know and he gets attacked by a shark, and another guy go, "Can you believe that? That was a girl shark that did that to me." You know, like you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's never gonna happen. So it's just funny, you know, when when people have that idea. But it, I think it's good, you know, to sink their ship, especially if people have that, you know, they they, they think like that, you know. Yeah. Ba you know, too bad for them. Sad for them. What personality trait that you possess has gotten you into the most trouble? I say out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really say that for a certain personality trait, you know. I, I, if if I feel a good vibe from you, I'm gonna meet you at that level. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've I've gotten along um, being able to do that. So I, I try to stay out of trouble. Yeah. Cool. So as a child, what did you wish to become as an adult? I actually wanted to be a veterinarian. 
Oh. Yeah, I did. I love animals. I mean, I have a lot of animals, like, today. I have, like, I have five dogs, two cats, a turtle, a bird, two lizards, and, yeah. I So I have a lot of animals, and if I could, I would have more animals than that. Wow. But, um, so, yeah, veterinarian. I don't know why. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I've, I've never, I, I've been an animal person ever, so. Really? I mean, like, a dog is the most, but, yeah, I'm just not. But. You know, because I. <laughs> do you even have a dog? No. Oh. I well, do not. That's where you're messing up. <laughs> yeah, I used to, but I don't know, no more. I just, yeah. I'm all, if I can't, if it can't communicate with me, like. Oh, I don't. <laughs> no, but they do. They do. That's, yeah. that's where you're going wrong. You need, at least try it out. Yeah. Like, they, they give you, like, unconditional love. Like, yeah. You know, you could tell them you you done something bad and send them outside, and when you bring them back in, they're loving on you like nothing ever happened. Yeah, yeah. that's funny too because I when I at my dog, I I was I was just telling one of the guys this the other day, I'm like I would have a full conversation with them, and then just watch their head like, and I'm just talking, I'm going, man, this is crazy, you know. But, but I wait, thought it was funny. Yeah, like that? I, I know, I know. I would talk to them like not you know like how people get like you know kid like kiddish you know like i'm talking have a regular conversation with the dog and the dog You're is all talking like, politics yeah just everything whatever you know and it was funny to watch the dog's reaction like you know i can't talk back to you buddy but yeah it's funny what has been your least favorite job to date i enjoy all my jobs it, the dirtiest nastiest jobs uh, it, you know i enjoy all, all my jobs i can't really say it's it's the worst job what is the best piece of advice you've received? The best piece of advice is that I've received, I'd have to say, is um, somebody once told me, even when something seems out of your league, still go for it because that opportunity may never come again. You know, some like, even, you know, for this position, I was like, I don't think I'm ready. It's, it's not the right time. Uh, and somebody told me, just go for it. Just do it because you're not doing it now. So if you do it and you fail, you're just back in the same spot where you are. So just go for it. And and I think a lot of people fear taking that ne next step because the fear of the unknown and what if I don't fail? Yeah. Well, if you don't fail, you're back in the same spot that you are. So what's what's the risk, mm -hmm. you know? So. Yeah. Cool. What is the most important lesson you've learned over your career? The most important lesson is um, that you got to put in the work. To accomplish anything you have to nothing nothing great was ever accomplished by just hanging out and doing nothing so uh nothing's out of reach but that work that you put in is is going to determine what the outcome is yeah. yeah very cool well jennifer that concludes the uh interview again i appreciate your time and uh you coming in and doing this for us uh um i'm sure the listeners will get a lot from it and will appreciate again what you do for the industry and in the industry so thank you again appreciate it absolutely thank you for having me and and to all the people that um want to get their foot in this field especially specifically wastewater feel free to